Hey guys, welcome back to the Fearless Podcast with me, your host, Rachel. Hello. Right now, it's an important time of uh, for Christians all over the world because one of the biggest Christian events, Easter, is only a few short days away. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about five different ways Easter changes everything. Most people understand that Easter has something to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but they don't really have any idea of why it's related to decorating Easter eggs or the Easter bunny or why our supermarkets are full of chocolate. (laughs) And I'm not going to get into it right now. I just wanted to get this part out of the way because I know there'll be people who don't think that we need to celebrate Easter because they think it's a pagan celebration. But I just wanted to explain that my understanding is the Catholic Church mixed the celebration of Jesus' resurrection with celebrations that were involved with spring fertility rituals, and these spring fertility rituals are the source of all the the eggs, the bunny, all that traditions, which is also kind of funny because if you live in the Southern Hemisphere like I do, it's autumn here, not spring, so seeing all these bunny and spring themes everywhere and all the packaging is kind of funny. (laughs) But however, the Gospels and the Bible do make it very clear that Jesus was resurrected on the first day of the week, which is Sunday, and that his resurrection is definitely worth celebrating, which is why we do it. And a lot of Christians out there, they may feel very strongly that we need to call it Resurrection Sunday instead of Easter Sunday because the word Easter, you know, correlates with the Easter bunny, Easter eggs, and all of those things, they've got nothing to do with Jesus. So you can call it whatever you wish. I just wanted to kind of shed some light on that issue before I get into the episode, um, get it all out of the way. So now that we now that we can move on with the rest of the episode... I just want to start with, if you didn't know, Jesus Christ was publicly executed in Judea in the first century AD under Pontius Pilate by crucifixion by the request of the Jewish Sanhedrin. Now, there are lots of non-Christian eyewitnesses and eyewitness accounts. If you look it up, he was a real person who existed on earth and as for his resurrection, that might be a little bit difficult to believe. I mean, it's it's one thing to believe that someone existed in history, but it's another thing to believe that he was raised from the dead. So I can understand why some people out there don't really uh, are jumping to believe that someone has been raised from the dead. But I'm not going to get into the evidence for that right now. I can talk about where to find more information on that for you later in the episode. But right now, I just want to talk about why the resurrection changes everything. I'm not asking you whether to believe it or not, because that's up to you. I'm just talking about why it changes everything and why it's amazing. So number one, it reveals God's power. Now, if you do believe in the resurrection of Jesus, then you believe in God. And if God exists and he created the universe and has power over it, then he has the power to raise the dead. And if he doesn't have this power, then he isn't worth having faith in or believing in. In bringing Jesus back, God reminds us of his absolute control over life and death. And I don't know about you, but during everything with the COVID-19 pandemic, I really feel like being reminded that God is in control is such a reassuring thing, like whether or not you believe it, I I tend to get hope from this fact that God is in control no matter what. And I think it's such an opportune time, you know, that Easter is coming around the corner, celebrations of Jesus' resurrection is coming around the corner, right smack bang in the middle of all of this chaos and all of this panic and fear. And it's a great time to just stop and reflect that God is still on the throne. God is still in control. Everything is in the palm of his hand and every bad thing will come around for his good. But let's move on to number two. (laughs) 
Number two, second reason why Easter changes everything, it validates who Jesus claimed to be. Now, if you've ever done a study of the Bible, you'll know that according to Jesus, his resurrection was the sign from heaven and it validated his ministry of what he did on earth and who he claimed to be. The resurrection of Jesus, which also, uh, if you do more research, does have hundreds of eyewitnesses, first, like first eyewitness accounts. Um, it provides undeniable proof that he was the savior of the world. And this proves that he also was truly sinless and was never a corrupted human being like the rest of us. It also validates the Old Testament prophecies that was foretold about Jesus in the first half of the Bible. If Jesus wasn't resurrected, then we don't have any hope and we won't go to heaven. There is no savior. There is no salvation. There is no eternal life. And our faith would be useless which to some people, they do believe in that. But in the in the Bible, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And this shows that without faith in Jesus, there really is no eternal life in heaven with God because Jesus is life and that's why death has no power over him. He lives and he sits on the throne of heaven at the right hand of God. So yeah, it's a little bit difficult to condense in a short, like one minute explanation, but if you've studied the Bible, if you've studied the Old Testament, the New Testament, the life of Jesus, everything that he claimed and who he said to be, and you, you know, you link them all up together and you you figure out, you know, was this true? Was this not true? It just requires like your own personal in-depth study. I'm not going to spoon feed you every single answer, but for this particular case and for this particular point, point number two, I would definitely recommend that you do your own research. But basically, if Jesus was raised from the dead, everything that he made claims about, like everything that he claimed about himself and all the Old Testament stuff that was prophesied that he was going to achieve, it's all true, which means the entirety of the Bible is also true. Okay, point number three. It offers answers for doubts. Some of Jesus' own disciples doubted his resurrection, and we too can have our own doubts, and that's totally okay. It's not a sin to doubt, don't worry. (laughs) What helped me solidify the foundation of my faith was doing my own research, like I said before, particularly reading Lee Strobel's books, like uh, The Case for Easter. That would be a good one to read. It's it's very tiny also, so you can just flick through it. Um, Or one of his, like, fuller books, like uh, the bigger books, A Case for Creator, A Case for Faith things like that, they were all very helpful. As well as uh, Rice, I'm going to say his last name wrong, it's either Rice Brocks or Rice Brooks, (laughs) but his book, God's Not Dead. And also one that I've been reading recently was Understanding the Faith by Jeff Myers. They're all really great books that I would definitely recommend reading if you want to learn more about solid, actual facts about the Christian faith, whether it's Christian facts or if it's non-Christian facts that support the Christian faith, if that makes sense. Or even you can even buy like an archaeological study Bible. They're also very good. They're the kind of Bibles that they have like a column on the side and they talk about like, hey, this place that they mention right here in the Bible, yeah, that's a real place and here's a picture of it. Um, So things like that. Do your own research. Point number four, it gives us hope. Now, I think that everyone has learned with this recent COVID-19 pandemic that The world is broken and everything else in our lives, like friendships, relationships, work, everything that we used to do, it's all temporary and because it's all been taken away from us. So that means it's temporary. And although we can sometimes be going through really dark times, 
it gives us hope that a dawn is coming. Jesus will return to set the world right. And I know that all of our hearts truly long for this. We want the world to be fixed and to be whole again. And so this gives us hope. It definitely gives me hope at least. (laughs) It it gives us hope that God's kingdom is at hand and we just need to be vigilant, believe in the gospel and grow into maturity and faith. I just want to read a Bible verse to you. Um, It's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 to 18 and it says this, Brothers and sisters, we want you to know about those Christians who have died, so you will not be sad. As others who have no hope, we believe that Jesus died and that he rose again. So because of him, God will raise with Jesus those who have died. What we tell you now is the Lord's own message. We who are living when the Lord comes again will not go before those who have already died. The Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And those who have died believing in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive will be gathered up with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And we will be with the Lord forever. So encourage each other with these words. I really hope that encourages you because it encouraged me. (laughs) Point number five. It offers forgiveness. Now, I'm sure we have all felt guilt at one point or another. I definitely know some people might feel it more than others even. And some people try to explain it away by saying that it comes with evolution, you know, that it allows us to live peacefully with others for the sake of continuing the human species. But the Christian faith has a very, very different view. We feel guilty because we are guilty. It's it's not an illusion. Deep down, I think we're all aware of the fact that we have wronged God at some point or we continually have wronged God and that we have wronged other people. And people try to stuff that guilt or deny that it's there or they put in a lot of effort not to actually confront these feelings of guilt. In the Bible, in Acts chapter 5, verses 30 to 31, it says, You killed Jesus by hanging him on the cross. But God, the God of our ancestors, raised Jesus up from the dead. Jesus is the one whom God raised to be on his right side as leader and savior. Through him, all people could change their hearts and lives and have their sins forgiven. Also, another verse that I wanted to bring up was Romans chapter 3, verses 10 to 18. And it says this, As the scriptures say, there is no one who always does what is right, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who looks to God for help. All have turned away. Together, everyone has become useless. There is no one who does anything good. There is not even one. Their throats are like open graves, and they use their tongues for telling lies. Their words are like snake poison. Their mouths are full of cursing and hate. They are always ready to kill people. Everywhere they go, they cause ruin and misery. They don't know how to live in peace, and they have no fear of God. So these verses that I brought up, these are verses that highlight the human condition. And I'm not bringing them up in order to condemn you or make you feel bad, but I'm bringing them up to show you the reality of what I'm talking about, that it's so incredible that we're like this (laughs) and God knows that we're like this, but Jesus' resurrection from the dead has proved that his death was enough to pay the penalty for our sins. However, it's it's another thing to trust him. A lot of people see Christianity as just attending church or performing rituals, but that really isn't Christianity. Real Christianity is a personal relationship with Jesus, and accepting him as your personal savior means placing your own personal faith and trust in him. 
no one is saved by the faith of other people. You're not saved because your parents are or your siblings are or your friends are (laughs) or by doing good deeds and things. The only way to be saved is to personally accept Jesus as your own personal savior and trusting in his death as payment for your sins and his resurrection as your guarantee for eternal life, which is a life with God in heaven forever. The point that I'm trying to make is that all of these things are so incredible. All of these things are related to Easter and Jesus' resurrection is just so amazing and incredible that how can we ignore, just ignore it? How can we just ignore this this day in our history? So if you want to accept Jesus as your personal saviour, I would encourage you to say the following words. It isn't magic or anything like that. It's not like some weird cult thing, but it's just a simple prayer. And a prayer isn't anything overly complicated. It's just a conversation with God. It's just talking to him. And it's a way to express to God your faith in him and to thank him for providing a way for your salvation, providing a way for you to be with him in heaven forever in his safety. And what an opportune time this could be for you. It's it's Easter. If you have been waiting for a sign that you need that extra push to give your life to Christ and to trust him and to honestly take those steps into learning more about him and to grow in a relationship with God and what does that really mean for you, I would really encourage you to pray this prayer. I'm just going to pray it and I'm going to say it out loud. You can either repeat the words after me or you can just, you know, just say out loud or in your heart, just, yes, me too, God, that's me. Dear God, I don't understand it all, but thank you that you love me. I thank you that you are for me and that you didn't send Jesus to condemn me, but to save me. I confess that I have sinned against you and I admit that I need Jesus as my savior. I want a relationship with Jesus. I want to follow him and do the things that he tells me to do. I ask you to save me from my past, my regrets, my mistakes, my sins, my habits, my hurts, and my issues. I want to learn to love you and trust you and to be in your family forever. In your name I pray, amen. So if you just prayed that prayer, I would love it if you would tell me. Whether you send me a message on the blog or on the Instagram page, I would love to encourage you in your journey with Jesus and perhaps even provide you with any resources as you take your first steps. Just please tell me. (laughs) I would love to know. So those are just a few reasons why Jesus' resurrection is so important and life-changing. It literally did change everything. It changed everything in our whole world. It provided a way for us to get into heaven. And that's why it's important to celebrate Him. And it's why Christians gather every Sunday because every Sunday is the start of a new week. It's a great reminder to realize that His mercies are new every day. And it's so incredible that we get to experience the power of his resurrection on a daily basis in our lives once we accept him and trust in him. So I really hope that you have an amazing faith-filled week and an incredible Easter holiday. And I pray that you really dig deep and seek to have an encounter with our amazing God these holidays. See you next time. Bye.